Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast with your host Mark Kennedy, joined again this week by Danny O'Brien and Simon Stokes as we review all things NFL and the playoffs. Guys, how are things? Good now. How are things back, Oh yeah, great. Yeah, super weekend last weekend with the divisional games. I suppose we'll run the rule over that. We're getting into the kind of championship weekend, so AFC, NFC, we're down to four teams. Probably have a preview, get your thoughts in terms of the key matchups. I suppose, guys, do we want to kind of go straight into it, um, the AFC playoffs? I suppose, Danny, what kind of stood out for you last weekend? I suppose, look, it was interesting even with the playoffs as a whole in terms of, like, you look at all the, the games, like, the only half that wasn't competitive was the second half of the Ravens Texans. Like the rest of it was very much, it they all it went down to the, the last quarter. It nearly went down to the last play in a few circumstances. But yeah, that Ravens team is like credit to the Texans for keeping it close for the first half. But my God, when the Ravens just they upped it a gear on both the offense and the defense, and they were scarily impressive. Um, and like the the Chiefs Bills, they did it again. They put together another classic game. The Bills will again have enormous regrets especially the three failed um, drives in the in that fourth quarter, the whatever the hell they were trying to do on that fourth and long with the, oh, the big punt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're going to they're gonna be sick over that, but you're looking at the Chiefs and uh, they seem to be timing things very well. And like you said, like we, I think we mentioned it before, this is what their sixth conference championship game in a row. I mean, that's dynasty level they're at now. And like that, the Mahomes, the Mahomes Jackson face off, that's just going to be, that'll be worth the admission alone. So like the AFC championship game could be an absolute classic, could be a classic. <laughs> yeah. So let me get you in there in terms of AFC. What stood out for you? Yeah, I, I suppose AFC, I, you know, I thought it was, uh, there were two, you know, reasonable matches. Uh, like I think the Texans were absolutely shut down and, you know, CJ Shroud, we spoke about him last week, you know, once or twice during the season. I mentioned the Jets game last week, you know, where he was, when he didn't have the long ball, I thought he was under pressure. Um, but Baltimore, Baltimore looked, you know, they looked rusty in the first half. But they seriously, the second half of that game, they looked unreal. Um, from the, the Chills, or Chiefs, Bills point of view, I, I, I was hoping that Bills could win last week. But I just think probably the injuries possibly caught up with them as well. But the Chiefs, Chiefs got over some of their red zone problems. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's lining up for a, a decent AFC Championship game this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, Danny, looking at Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, the MVP is fairly well locked in at this stage, given that performance. Oh, yeah. No, like, I mean, he was, like, he, he just bring, he brings something that just no court, like, not even Josh Allen with his size, like, he just, he was on another level. Like, and that that was the challenge the Texans kind of faced. Like, you, you shut down their, you shut down, like, they did a very good job in that first half going after Jackson, but, like, he, his, his overall game throughout the four quarters, he just, he will win MVP this year. Um, And even just from the defensive standpoint, even though as a Steelers fan, I just, you can't but respect, I always enjoy teams who go after the quarterback like the Ravens did they didn't give Stroud a second there were always the number of blitzes that they hit against him as well last weekend they just didn't give him a second and he looked like a quarterback who was haunted um the thing with this weekend is if there's one quarterback who can kind of live under that pressure and I'm thinking back to the Bucks um Chiefs um Super Bowl it is Mahomes he can live under that kind of pressure he can pull off these incredible plays so but like it's yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's for Jackson like this is it's his best chance or it's probably going to be one of the best chances he's ever going to get of making it to the big game as well. But like yeah, last weekend he was 
like he was record breaking in terms of how he played and he will be MVP this year. I can't see anybody else getting it. Yeah, the numbers were very impressive, Simon. I mean, two touchdowns, 152 yards passing, 100 yards running with 11 carries. I mean, magnificent performance, particularly in that opening half when, in fairness to the Houston Texans, they really did try to put pressure on him. Yeah, but, you know, I think they tried to put pressure on, but at the same time, Bar, like Houston, you know, they, they tried their best. What did they have short in the day? A kick return touchdown and a field goal. Um, do you know, like... I think the tail of the whole game, if you look at the running game, Baltimore had 229 yards on the ground and Houston couldn't get anything going. And, you know, I actually commented last week that if there was one weakness in the Baltimore D, it's their run defence. Uh, but I said that, like, I didn't think Houston had the players to maybe exploit that. And they actually only had 38 yards on the ground. Like, you're not going to win any game at 38 yards on the ground. Um, but no, Lamar, Lamar is, is, was outstanding. I'm still, I think there's still questions about his passing game. Um, like, I know he threw two touchdowns. I, I, I just think there's still questions about it. Um, like, I, I look, they're, they're rightly, they're three and a half point favourites going into this weekend's game. But I don't know, let's say, would you be desperately confident? Like, I, I, I'd obviously have a picture in my head of Lamar trying to uh, huff on the sideline and teams go against him. Um, the one thing I would say about, about Baltimore, like, Baltimore have picked up many players and they, to, 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 to give um, to give Lamar every chance. Um, but they're spreading around the ball when they do pass it, and they're they're, they're more they're efficient, more than spectacular in their passing game. Do you know like uh, Odell Beckham only had one catch the last day, but it was only target, and he got twelve yards from it. Uh, Flowers picked up a couple of balls, didn't do anything too massively explosive, but it was all you're looking at first down, first down, first down, and it's allowing your run game open up. And as I said, they had two hundred twenty nine yards. But Lamar is going to be MVP. Um, at the same time, he's going to be MVP, but Probably, yeah. If you give the Chiefs the choice of swapping, I don't think they'd swap for Mahomes for Lamar. You know that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, yeah. There's a lot of teams I don't think I don't think they'd still swap for him because it's still I just have in my head that he's going to get hit at some stage and he's going to get hurt. Um, but yeah, the Ravens' D was was fantastic. Uh, the Texans didn't know really what they were doing. I think the commentary on the TV they said at one stage that. Uh, Shroud was looking like a rookie, more so of a rookie than he had looked at several times during the during the regular season. But yeah, look, the Ravens are impressive. We'll see what way they'll, they'll shape up against the, or the Chiefs um, this week. Yeah, Danny even liked the Texans there until halftime, but I suppose Baltimore's defensive adjustments as well. Second half really shut down any threat that the Houston's may have had, but. Uh, where do you see the Houston Texans now? I mean, they're the part of the playoffs, but uh, is there kind of optimism there for next season? Oh, yeah, I think definitely. And I think from the point of view as well that they have they have a case similar to the Bengals when Burrow had his breakout season. They have two or three years there where they won't have to pay Stroud the big money. So they have space there, at least from a cap perspective, to kind of put players. And like players, I think, will go to Houston based off off of what Stroud was able to do this year, like kind of they'd be able to pitch it to potential um, players that they want to bring. I think that they'll probably look at the Jag- what will happen to the to Jacksonville and make sure that doesn't happen to them. I think like the future is pretty bright for the Texans from that perspective. And yeah, like I said, like they have the space in terms of cap room. I can see them adding like they can they can still kind of build out there in terms of not having to pay Stroud. There's that two or three year window I think where as a a, whole, a team as a whole. 
they can really build it out. But I mean, like they were in all, they were already in bonus territory, and I think for them it's a case of right, we this has gone way quicker than we were anticipating it to. So I think the challenge for them is kind of right. We don't want to rest on our laurels and just be like, okay, we'll do well next year because. Again, like you're looking at, like, uh, will the Jaguars come back with a couple of changes? What way are the Titans going to be? The Colts also will have a certain young quarterback that they'll have hopefully fit for next year. So, no, like it's, it's, I mean, when you, like most Texan fans, when you consider where they were this time last year to where they are now, it's such a, and also like when you're going into the draft, they have Cleveland's pick. So like it's similar to kind of with the with Seattle and the Bron- when the Broncos traded there, they're they're basically being built by other teams. So like they do have a lot of po- there's a lot more positive going for them than negative. Although the one challenge they may have is if certain coaches do end up kind of yeah getting we're at that stage where coaches are getting picked and where he, they might get hired somewhere else. Absolutely. Uh, I think you're on the ball, Danny. Like you know, it's it's unheard that a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach to you know even make it to the playoffs in their first year. I think Houston had a great year. Just just commenting on their division, like the, the Titans look to be a bit of a basket case going into next year. Um, I suppose there's bits of uncertainty about the Colts and the Jags. Like there's no reason why Houston can't be there thereabouts out of that division every year for the for the next couple of years anyway, once everyone stays sound and fit. Um so yeah, look it's it's mainly positives for the Texans. They've got their playoff win this year, which was a deadly return in their year. And um, yeah, sure. Look, hopefully they'll uh, they'll come good in the next few years. Yeah, I suppose we'll leave Baltimore and Houston Texans. Baltimore thirty four ten winners. I suppose we'll move to Buffalo. <laughs> Danny, I know we joked last week about uh, Buffalo. The Wide right. Well, yeah. they even said it when it went. It's like, oh my god, the three <laughs> the two words that Bills fans never want to hear again, and they heard it again. Yeah, in fairness, Kansas City Chiefs going in to Buffalo, the Buffalo Mafia, getting the 27-24 job done here, getting into another AFC Championship game. I suppose what stood out for you, I mean, Mahomes, definitely, but he had a great supporting cast from his offense. Yeah, the, the offense is kind of, as the playoffs have gone along, the offense, is, it, the offense is turning up for them, and that's not a good sign for the rest of the league because also even the, the preview you sent on the, the like their defense, it's the best defense that the Chiefs have ever, and like they've never been known for defense. But they do have it. And like with Mahomes, like some of the play throws he made and like the offense, not only like Kelsey obviously got broke the record in terms of just the number, the, the quarterback um, tight end in terms of just touchdowns in the playoffs. But it was across the board. And even like the, the Chiefs, their run game is generally not well known. It sure did turn up as well on 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 Sunday night as well. Like just as a whole, it definitely, yeah, it's their best performance of the entire season. And like if you're the rest of the league as well, they seem to be timing it. And I mean, we're looking at another dynasty here, and again, the the game this weekend will like if they win that, then yeah, we're we're definitely talking of them in that kind of category as well. But like Mahomes is woof, like what was pre- the what pressure last week, and he was just he like he did what Mahomes is probably the only quarterback and what he can do, and like just as a whole, like you're looking at the Chiefs going, yeah, the, they do go in as like Ravens are favorites, but like like I said. Mahomes is probably the be- the ideal quarterback you want to be having against that kind of pressure because he just he doesn't feel pressure. He's just he he really did play up to his level and the team seems to be kind of in around it. And yeah, the, if the Chiefs do make it through this weekend through next weekend's um, championship game, they will have proven all the doubters wrong as well. Mahomes going on the road, can he make it to another Super Bowl? Like I really wouldn't be surprised if they did make it all the way as well. And even just, I'm going to say from a uniform matchup, I hope it's the Lions-Chiefs because they'd be a gorgeous combination. So <laughs> I'm always for the uniforms. 
Fact. Simon, just getting you in there in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs' performance, what stood out for you? Do you know what stood out for me in that game was the way the Bills ran the ball. Like I, uh, it's the one thing that like Kansas played very well in offense, but the Bills seemed to be able to pick up eight yards every time they ran the ball. It was something. It was mental. Um, and it'd be my one fear. Like if what is uh, I just know you're somewhere. Um, the. Uh, it, yeah, um, what you call it? the Bills had 182 rush yards, but Josh Allen had 72 of those. That's a mental amount of ground to be giving up on the ground, or, um, rush yards to be giving up. Um, I, I wonder, I'd wonder if that's like the Ravens are going to use the Bills template going into next week and they're going to try and kill the clock and they're going to run the ball because the Ravens have a decent run game. Um, it's the one thing, it's just like Cook, you know, he's, he's a second year running back. And he definitely has improved this year. And overall, the Bills' run game has improved. But, like, this was something ridiculous what went on last Sunday night. They seem to be able to pick up seven, eight yards each time. And uh, it'd be my one worry for the Chiefs. I thought Travis Kelts, uh, offensively, Travis Kelts, um, was uh, like he obviously caught two touchdowns. But over the last two weekends, he's definitely come back into himself a little bit. Um, I mentioned last week that, um, that the Chiefs had a really, really low. Uh, rank in the league when it came to red zone efficiency, they got they got was a two or three two, two touchdowns in the red zone last week. Um, so like their passing game has has improved. Um, it, you know it was mad. It, it was kind of a game that the Bills left after them, wasn't it? You know like that. Danny already mentioned the the botched um, fourth down fake punt. You know Hollywood to Demar Hamlin around the oh, corner and you know you can nearly see you nearly see the script written. But that last, I think Josh Allen, geez, it, 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 there was a lot of the throws he missed on that last drive that led into the, to, the, the vast missed field goal. So he had, um, was it on third down, he went for the end zone and he had Stephen Diggs in, on the flat. It would have killed a load of clock. He would, they would have easily gotten a first down out of it. Um, he threw another one, just, just another one that barely missed in the end zone as well to, to um, Shaquille. Um, I, I just I, like to me it felt like a game that the Bills left after them. It was a real kind of a shootout of a game. Um, so like look, look the Chiefs. Obviously, you you can never write up Mahomes and himself and Andy Reid. The last couple of weeks they've conjured up a couple of great games. Um, I do I I'd, I'd wonder like I just think I've a feeling the Ravens are going to run 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 it this week, and when the Bill or when the Chiefs will have to close things down, I just have a feeling the Ravens are going to take their nice, efficient over the top passes. Say likely gets another touchdown another week in a row. Uh, like the men seems to be catching touchdowns since Mark Andrews went down injured. There's actually talk, I think, that Mark Andrews yeah, might could be, be back, back this week. Which, yeah. which would be a deadly addition. Um but yeah, I'd um I'd just wondered if the one thing that stuck out for me was that they gave up they're like their their run defense was absolutely horrific. And I'm just wondering is that is that an area that that could be uh, exploited this week weekend by uh, by the Ravens? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Danny, come in there. I mean, credit to the Kansas City Chiefs fourth quarter performance. I mean, mm. Kelsey scores early in the quarter. I mean, Bills have the the ball at least four times, and uh, they were able to kind of stop um, the Bills from scoring in the quarter. So, I mean. I know the run game has been mentioned here by Simon, but I suppose from a Kansas City Chiefs perspective, defensively, they're in good form going into this Baltimore Ravens game. Yeah, no, definitely. And like the for the Bills as well, it, it, they're going to be 
up there with Green Bay in terms of sick how the how the game went. But I think also the challenge they also face is that is Allen is due forty eight million in the con- in his contract this year. That's thirty million more, so that's thirty million that they won't have to spend on other positions. And is the Bills' window going to start? Was this their chance? Like, is that window starting to shut now? From the point of view of say certain key players also aging and like with Diggs, does he want to stay around? Von Miller as well, what up the injury that he got? Like the Bills have, uh, it's it's actually nuts the amount of teams who have huge questions going into the off season, and like I think the Bills are one of them. But even like with regards to the Ravens, the, 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 like it's very difficult to look past them. Like the only reason I'm kind of including the Chiefs is because it's Mahomes, but the Ravens are at a historic level in terms of the the Ravens are like on the level of the Dolphins of '72, the Bears of '85, and even the Patriots of '07 in terms of just their point scoring and also the like a, a kind of how efficient they've been. I mean they've absolutely slaughtered. They they're plus five hundred. I think they're the best record against plus five hundred teams that anybody has ever had. Like this is it's a dominant team and kind of. The, I think the only thing that can beat the Ravens is themselves. Or if like you mentioned, Simon, if Mahomes goes does go or if um Jackson does go down with an injury, what do they do then? But like like we're kind of banking on Mahomes pulling another miracle out of it in terms of the on the Chiefs on the road because this Ravens team, like we said, uh, Ravens Niners Super Bowl may. It may not be as one-sided as the last time, but you see what the Ravens are after doing to the Texans, what they did to the Dolphins, what they did to the Lions, what they did to the Niners. So they've done the only team they haven't been able to really stomp in the ground for some reason is the Steelers, who have a two-zero record against them. <laughs> Danny, I, I think you're on the ball with the Bills. There, I think I read somewhere that they have 21 players that that are out of contract after yeah. this season. Oh, I, I'd imagine they're going to cut Von Miller, so that'll save them a little bit of money there. And you'd have to imagine that the Allen contract, which is desperate, um, they owe him a desperate amount of money this year. But I'd imagine they'll, they'll rearrange that, so yeah, restructure it somehow. Um, like their window, if their window isn't closed after this defeat, it's definitely going to be closed in the very near distant future. Um, so like maybe the Bills are in a position that they make one more year of it and try and make a couple of splash moves in the off-season and try and throw the whole lot at it for one less. I I wonder if Sean McDermott's position, like, I know better the devil you know than the devil you don't, but, like, I think he, I think his position is becoming questionable. Um, you know, a couple of seasons now, they've lost in the playoffs, they've lost heartbreakers, all right. But, yeah, I, I, I think... I'd wonder how long more that you know that he lasts there, and I'd wonder will they get another year to throw the sink, kitchen sink at us, and after that then they'd have to start paying out at some stage. Yeah, I, th- I think there'd be questions with his role, not at the moment, I think, but if next season is similar, I think then questions will raise because like they're not going to sack a, a coach who's like when you compare where the Bills were before he was there versus where they are now, it'd be like if the if the Lions decided right we need to move on because that would just be absolutely insane when they go from being the most stable they've been in well decades so like yeah i think his mcdermott's position at the moment i think it's solid but if they do suffer or really like if they have a poor playoff run next year i think questions will start to be raised then and they will look at like throwing the kitchen sink do we need to bring somebody in who can actually get us over the line although it's the bills so i don't think anybody can yeah no i think unfortunately for buffalo they may have another year of it given the way the afc east is going at the moment but just feels to me that they've had their kind of stint at the top here 
and uh, it could be a kind of a steady decline. I suppose, guys, we can go to the NFC. Uh, we'll start in San Francisco. I mean, Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers, 49ers pulled it out of the bag. 24-21, Simon, was this one that got away from the Green Bay Packers? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was, really. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was a great game. Um, I thought the Packers were very good on the ground. And, like we mentioned it last week, but that, that wide receiver group that they have, rookies and second-year receivers, it's, it could be phenomenal if they all stay healthy. Like, you'll have them for another couple of years to play around before anyone has to get paid. Um Look, the, the missed kick was obviously a brutal missed kick, but uh, do you know I think the key moment in the whole game, there towards the end of the third quarter, the Packers had a really good chance of interception. I don't know, I actually think three of them could have caught it, do you know, and it was it was going to be bringing the ball back in, it was going to be on a rough day about the 30 yard line coming back into San Francisco, that would have put them, putting them up another score, and then straight away the next so the next series of play, the the Packers are coming out. And love throws his first interception of the game. And like, what a momentum shift. You know, the Packers could have been in a really, really good position, driving maybe 30, 25 yards out from the San Francisco line. All of a sudden, it's the opposite way around within a minute or two. Um, I, th- I thought that was the key thing. Um, but I thought Purdy was, look, Purdy wasn't great. But he's still true for 250 yards. So, you know, let's say he was solid out. And obviously, um, McCaffrey, Caffrey ran for his two touchdowns. You know, he seems to get a touchdown every week. Um, he's obviously very, very solid. The Packers were were good without being spectacular. I think I actually thought, uh, or sorry, the 49ers were good without being spectacular. I, I, we actually mentioned it last week about the week off that the Ravens and the 49ers had at the end of the regular season, and then they had the bye the week after that. And I thought both teams showed a bit of rust because of it, and I wonder... Will it, will it result in the both teams opening up and being a bit more expensive and, and performing a little bit better this weekend? Yeah, Tani, kind of going over to the other side of the fence, the 49ers, I mean, Purdy found a way in the fourth quarter. Kittle and McCaffrey with 179 yards, three touchdowns. But I suppose there's third quarter concerns here, particularly with Green Bay, uh, how they were able to move the football. Yeah, no, I mean, the game was a lot Closer, that, but again, like it was a lot closer than many would have anticipated. Although there's also the kind of the debate around, like what we had said, whenever the Bills seem to get far, the Chiefs seem to be the team who beats them. But for the for Green Bay, just the, the 49ers, be it in Lambeau, be it yeah, just kind of even in Rogers' era, there was Kaepernick. The 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 last time that a genuine t- like the the Niners always seem to be the team that the Packers just can't get past. But like you said, yeah, the Packers were they're they're going to be as sick nearly as the Bills fans from the perspective. They had chances to win, and in all sense of it, like they definitely were the team who played better. Um, and there will be concerns there for the 49ers too, from the perspective of just their all-around game was not that good. And again, having McCaffrey, like it's again, there's another trade where you're looking at it going, how the Panthers managed to do so many trades that have basically crippled themselves. Like it's just it's nuts from that point of view, but. Yeah, I think this we maybe it's not the worst result either for the Niners in terms of they won't get too big for their own. Yeah, they won't get too kind of overconfident. There'll be a lot of areas for them to work on, but again, still they did get through and kind of for them that they're now at the they're now at the game where they tend to either fall on or their quarterbacks get their quarterback gets injured as well. But yeah, the Niners have they do have room to improve on. But yeah, for the Packers. Yeah, they're gonna have serious regrets because also like with love, like with love, he's gonna be getting he'll be getting his big boy contract soon. So Simon, you mentioned about the the, sp- the cap space they have, but there must be the 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 NFC North must be the rest of them must be looking at it going right. You had Favre, 
then you had Rodgers. Now you have, I mean, some of the throws he, he, he's had over the last two games have been incredible, but they must be going, you nearly have three decades worth of quarterback. What the hell are you doing? So, like, they're in a good position, I think, in terms of the long haul. Like, Love's going to get his his contract, yes, based off of this. This was the year he truly arrived. Um, yeah, for the Niners, it, like, it, again, it's they made it to the championship game, so it's kind of a case of working on it there. Like, you don't want it to be too easy. But, yeah, they did, would not have wanted it to be as close as what it ended up being. Yeah, indeed. And look, for Green Bay Packers as well, the penalty count, guys. I mean, six for 83 yards, I mean, on a playoff game of five margins here some of those penalties are absolute morale killers so look the 49ers i think you're spot on danny i think uh the focus is there definitely for the trip um well for the home visit of um detroit lions i mean back to detroit and tampa bay buccaneers uh it's an intriguing one here simon to be honest uh 31-23 it took a while to get going um what you call it, it was the game that you know i, I kind of had built up as being um, a gunslinging game between the two between the two quarterbacks, and you know it's funny. I I said last week that I thought that Boston could throw for three fifty, and I was looking it up today. Our uh, Baker Mayfield had to throw through for three forty nine. I was nearly I was nearly at a Mystic Meg level of that prediction, but um, uh, what you No, I thought I thought the lines were very good, and look, Goff was. I suppose as efficient. I mentioned last week. I think he's a really smart quarterback, and you know. They didn't really have the big long play down the field, but they got a lot of you know kind of 16, 17, 18 yards, and you know obviously they have they have their wide wide receiver crew. They have Laporta, um, you know like they have a very very good team. Um, what I uh, look obviously the game the main game changers that that picked that Baker Mayfield threw in the in the in the first half, um, like realistically like. The, the Buccaneers didn't really show up at all in the first half. They got their touchdown with 15 seconds left. Um, if they hadn't got that touchdown, they were going in with a field goal at halftime. Um, but I thought I thought the lines were lines were good. Um, God only knows what's going to happen to the Bucks now. Um, you know, as I said last week, I think Baker, Baker Mayfield was on something like four and a half million this year. And I was reading somewhere during the week that they're saying that that there's mutual interest for him to stay with Tampa Bay, but that he could be looking at getting about 40 or 45 million a year. Which is a serious. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a big bonus. It's a big bonus. And like, you know, the funny thing is, fair enough, give him that money. But at the same time, if you're going to pay him, even if you got thirty million, if you're going to pay him that money, Mike Evans isn't going. To, I think Mike Evans is going to free it. Yeah, he's out of contract. Yeah. So contract. you're looking at a scenario where, Brian, give him the money. You're losing. He's. They're probably going to lose the WR one. And all of a sudden, who's he going to throw the ball to? Like they have good players running. Like Mike Evans got them out of trouble an awful lot last Sunday evening. Um, so I'd uh, I'd wonder where the bills are where the books are going to go from here. But a delight for the Lions. Sure, look, they they have their shot now in uh, in San Francisco on Sunday, and sure, I think every neutral will be gone for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Danny. Like going back to the Detroit Lions, what can you not say about Dan Campbell and the job he's done here? I mean, <laughs> more playoff wins for the Detroit Lions since 1958 to 2022. It's just incredible in terms of the turnaround particularly since he's taken over. He's had a few critics, particularly at the start of his tenure, but by God, this season, things have galvanised. And I mean, he's one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, I suppose, 
Yeah, no, I suppose, like, if you're, I mean, if you're going for coach of the year, kind of, if you were to do it, like, uh, say, with history taken into account, you would give it to Campbell, because it's the lines, and, like, he's only, when you consider he's only been in charge the three years, the first year, obviously, people were kind of laughing at them, then last year, it was like, oh, these guys are making waves, and then you look at them this year, it's, I mean, it is, it's, and again, it's the, like, one stage they were, I mean, this was the team who went, who had, a, uh, who went, who were absolutely, yeah, they went an entire season without winning. Um, like it, that, they were, they were at the level of just meme. They were just that bad. But it's an incredible job that he's after doing. And like, all you have to do is like look at that app. Like, if I, the way I put it, you with the, the next with the weekend, if this game was in Detroit, they, I'd be putting them in for the Super Bowl already because just the crowd adds so the Detroit crowd they like what they used to do in for the Pistons in, when they were at their peak. They're after bringing that interest over to the lines as well. Just the atmosphere they brought to it every time the Bucks were going on offense, you could see that they were having issues with even just being able to could even do the calls because the players just couldn't hear it. Like it's they really did create a terrific atmosphere around it. And like you, I mean every neutral. That's why I hope the Lions do like a Lions Chiefs Super Bowl would be brilliant in terms of narrative for both sides. But yeah, I think it's. Like they again, they're they have nothing to lose. Like they're in that territory. Like even you mentioned, Mark, say the the preview article, they're not going to be going for too many long throws. Like Simon, you made made a great point with Goff. Like last, you could say the game last weekend, it came down to which quarterback made the fewest mistakes, and Goff was efficient. He was solid. He didn't make any errors. Whether as Mayfield had the two crucial picks, that in the end, and fair, I have to you have to give credit as well to the Bucks. That game was a contest up till, yeah, nearly the very end. Like, the fourth quarter looked like it was going to get away from them. But they managed to keep it as a contest. And, yeah, I think for the Bucs, was it, that was Evans' his 10th year with 1,000 yards, receiving yards. Like, I mean, pay the man. You're, you can't yeah. let him go. Like, if they let him go, as you mentioned, I mean, like, who are they going to throw it to? But, like, yeah, the lines are the feel-good story. Like, you'd be impressed with the Bucs as well. They came out of potentially one of the worst divisions there's ever been. But they got their win and the convincing win against the Eagles. Like they were in bonus territory and kind of for the Bucks, kind of the post Tom Brady era is looking a lot brighter than a lot of people were expecting it to because most people would be like, you got the ring, enjoy the next decade of irrelevance. Oh, completely. I think it's been a decent year for Tampa Bay. I thought defensively, Simon, they actually showed up pretty well in the first half, but credit to Detroit. Seemed to make adjustments, particularly on that blitz. And I did it. And, and... Do you know the thing with Detroit? I think Detroit had uh, they had three touchdown drives in the second half. Um, they definitely came up. They found, uh, they, j- they just found how they could exploit um, the um, the Tampa D. I'd um, yeah, I as Daniel was saying, geez, to be great if if they could if they could get to the Super Bowl and see how, how they'd get on in it. And um, Dan Campbell has done an unbelievable job there over the last couple of years. I'd um, yeah, I, I I'd be ha- pretty happy with um, with Detroit's chances this week. Saying that, look, it's San Francisco, so you just you just don't know how that will go. Absolutely. I suppose, guys, we can go to Championship Weekend. It's uh, this weekend fast approaching. Uh, the two games in Baltimore and San Francisco, Ravens against Kansas City Chiefs. I suppose, guys, you've been kind of hinting here. Who do you think is going to be victorious in the AFC? Danny, we'll start with you first. Ravens. I think the only thing stopping them is Mahomes, if he has a game, or which he can do, but... 
Yeah, I just think overall between the offense, the defense, the pressure they're going to bring, their own game, the weaknesses that they like, they just as an all around team, like I said, they're a historic side. So I think, yeah, the Ravens will be. And the fact is, wasn't it's the first time that there's been a championship game there since they were the Colts? Um, Like it's even when you think of how consistent the Ravens have been historically since they were even founded, it's kind of nuts from that. But yeah, it's it's still very difficult to look past the, 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 the Ravens in terms of who's going to be representing the AFC. Yeah, Simon? Yeah, I think I, I actually think the Ravens could win by two scores. Um, I was looking through you know, the defence ranks and that during the week and like there's very little between them on the pass defence. And you know what, they're both not great against the run. The Ravens rank 14th and the Chiefs rank 17th. It just, I, I'm going to put it down to the, the, the more mobile quarterback. Like, I think there is question marks about Lamar's throwing. But I, I think Detroit in this game, I think, will be lost and one on the ground. And to be honest, I, I'm just going to push for the for a Lamar laid 100 plus yard rushing game, and um, that's, uh, that the, the Ravens will easily cover, I think, the three and a half point spread. And I, I actually think they could win by two scores. Yeah, maybe I'll throw the spanner in the works. I think the Chiefs have been kind of humming along here right at the right time. The one guy I think we haven't talked about is Pacheco. He came up absolutely huge last weekend, mm-hmm. particularly from a run and a passing style of play. And I mean, lucky as pain, don't they all love a story in terms of legacy and Mahomes in terms of road trip and, you know, getting the job done? Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, if they can force Lamar Jackson to throw a football to win this AFC Championship game, I think I'm with you here, Simon. There might be some vulnerabilities here. And this Kansas City Chiefs defense has been outstanding this year. And uh, I'm just going to go for the Chiefs. It's just, you know, 50-50 call, but I just think there's something about the Chiefs in the last few weeks. They've turned a corner here. Don't seem to be dropping as many balls now. Commentator curse here. They might do it in, in Baltimore when, at least, when we least expect it. But I, I think for me, maybe Kansas City Chiefs, but I think it's probably a very tight game if Kansas City are going to win here. And uh, San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions. I mean, by all accounts on social media here, guys, it looks as if most of Detroit will be heading on mass San Francisco. I've seen the avatars in terms of the Detroit Lions on the logos on the Golden State Bridge. I mean, or Golden Gate Bridge. But I mean, guys, uh, do you give uh, Detroit a good chance here against San Francisco? Maybe Simon will kick off with you first. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to think that they do, or they do have a chance. Um, I think they're both really good run defenses. And it's funny, you know, that's the strength on both of the teams. You know, you have McCaffrey on one side. You have the kind of the, the balanced attack between uh, Montgomery and, and Gibbs on the um, on the Detroit side. But if you nullify that, it goes into the passing game. And I suppose Detroit are going to be in serious whether their, their secondary is there, I think, is vulnerable. Versus, I think, the, the pass D for, for San Francisco is, is considerably better. So, like, I, I'd love to see Detroit winning the game. And I do give them a chance if it turns into a shootout, but I wonder if it's just going to be, a, or if we're just ranking it, you know, run our pass defense versus pass defense. I think it's pointing towards a 49ers win, um, and and creating a Ravens 49ers uh, Super Bowl. Like I, the one thing I will say is the 49ers. I I, I haven't followed his note today, but I know Debo Samuel is out. Or he didn't train yesterday. Um, I don't know that he may have practice either today. If he's missing, obviously that's one piece in the whole. Shanahan, you know, scheme of things. Um, but at the same time, like unless they get at Purdy, Purdy, all Purdy wants to do is sit in the pocket and wait for these crossing routes to to open up down the field, like he got with, with Kettle's touchdowns last day. 
if you leave, um, if you do, if you don't get at him, and if your pasty isn't that great, um, I think 49ers are going to, to take you apart. Uh, you see, the spread is about seven points. Um, unfortunately, if I was, to, if you gave me 100 euros this minute, even though I'd love to see the Lions win it, I'd nearly go to 49ers minus. Yeah, Tanny. Yes, I'd love, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, just the lines if they were to make it, it could, like every neutral is going to be supporting them also with them going to go up against like the Niners, the, uh, the the history they have behind them. I just checked there, Samuel, he's doing, he's he's being restricted to limited practice today. So they may try and get him at, just potentially on, on the field then on Sunday. I think, yeah, to kind of, the Niners, I think, though, are under enormous pressure because I get the feeling like like last year, they, like the, the curse they had a quarterback, that, like nobody could have foreseen it. If they were to lose the King on Sunday, that would put enormous pressure on them as an organization because you look at the team they have now, they're all in now. The trade, the the deals, the trades they made during this season as well. They were like, this is our window of opportunity and we need to take it now because like they're saved between age and between contracts that will have to be renewed as well. And like we like we've seen with the Bills, that window doesn't last for very long. And like the Niners window has been open for a couple of years now. So yeah, it's it's now or never for the Niners, I think, if they are to make it. I mean, granted, the Niners-Ravens, it doesn't have as good a narrative as, say, a Chiefs-Lions game would have so much narrative from the underdogs versus the Chiefs and also the whole Taylor Bowl thing. Um, also, I'd nearly call it the Kelsey Bowl because it's just the brothers involved with that. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love for it to be a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl, but I have a feeling it's going to be the Niners against the Ravens and hopefully I mean granted if it's as good as the last one these two played against each other that'd be it'd be a decent game but yeah for, for neutrals it won't be as fun but yeah it's, it's very difficult to, and even in general when it comes to the championship games it's very difficult to see the road team getting a victory there so yeah I think it's going to be Ravens Niners yeah I mean as you said before guys in the previous episodes San Francisco have such a balanced offense you know you McCaffrey running the ball here Purdy gets the time and space in the pocket here. He can, you know, hit his wide receiver core. But I suppose Gibbs for Detroit Lions might be a key asset here, particularly on the run game. He did explode in that fourth quarter. And look, they've a seasoned playoff uh, veteran, I was going to say, with Goff. I mean, if Goff can kind of throw error free, I know it's going to be tough, particularly on the road. If they can keep it tight, I mean, mm-hmm. really Detroit Lions are in completely no pressure on them. I mean, I think most people are kind of tipping 49ers. So, I think they've seen the template with Green Bay, how they attacked San Francisco. So, look, it's San Fran for me, but I'd be, you know, hoping that Detroit Lions could win to keep their fairy tale season alive. I suppose, guys, we might leave it there. I mean, it's going to be two intriguing fixtures on Sunday. I mean, plenty of subplots from it. I suppose we'll kind of review it next week in terms of who are going to be reaching the Super Bowl and maybe get some reaction for you in terms of more kind of head coaching news anyway. I know. The Panthers are poised to announce a new head coach. God help him. God help him, I was going to say. But uh, yeah, we maybe reflect on that next week, I suppose, guys. Great. Thanks very much for coming on and uh, have a good weekend and we'll chat next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Sidekick on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.